in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, and Wicked Weed Brewing. Drink different. And welcome into the Sportsocracy. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is alongside here in the Ingalls studio. It is a Thursday afternoon. We got Thursday night football tonight. We got recruiting news to talk about. National Signing Day, the early signing period, opened yesterday, and Jeremy's very rankled at the way that that all turned out. But not we'll for the reason it. that you think. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, I'm uh, I'm sure Urban Meyer's name will come up a couple of times dur- throughout the program today as well. Usually at the backside of a joke. If I had a much like his tenure with the Jacksonville Jaguars was. Ah, ah there's the first one. There it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got Tar Heel time with Jones Angel coming your way this afternoon as well. Green on green picks. All of it coming your way over the next two hours here on ESPN Asheville. First hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Jeremy Green. How about that NBA action? Yeah, I know you want to start with basketball. That's what you always want to do. Uh, uh, did you drink <laughs> during lunch? <laughs> <laughs> i mean i will say oh, come we, on you we, can't deny those those two buzzer beaters we had last night were pretty good well, one of them was from 61 feet which you know that's impressive yeah but that was at best the fifth best story of yesterday. the fifth best story yesterday, of yesterday was insanity it was indeed it was indeed so what what are the four other stories? Uh, well, Urban Meyer finally getting what it was that well, we should have that. happened forever ago. Travis Hunter decommits from Florida. <laughs> and I shouldn't say decommits because the word commit should stop being used in recruiting. It doesn't mean Because nobody anymore. is committed to anybody. It hasn't meant anything in a long time. I, I hate to be the one to burst your bubble on It's that, not but. bursting my bubble. It's just getting worse by the day. Why do we ever bother listening to a verbal commitment? Because it doesn't mean anything. No. It is the most irrelevant thing we do in all of sports. Right. Oh, I'm verbally committed. Because Travis Hunter had been verbally committed to Florida State for two years. Mm -hmm. And then Deion Sanders comes along and sweet talking and all that. And he decides to flip and go to an HBCU. And and that's fine. I have no qualm with where he went. And this has nothing to do with my school. Mm Mm-hmm. I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how much it would cost for me to be a D1 college football coach right now. I mean, it's no wonder you're having to pay Lincoln Riley $10 million. Why would you want to do this? Of the top 300, I pulled this. Of the ESPN top 300, how many do you think signed with the school they originally committed to? And I don't know know exactly how many of the top 300 actually signed yesterday. It was 27. That's it. Every other player that signed had at least committed to another school at some other point. Yeah. That is mind-boggling to me. How do you have any idea who's coming? Because you got these coaches that are coming in. Oh, you hadn't signed yet. You can still change your mind. 
Well, with so many programs in flux, I mean, does it surprise you? Does it surprise you that we have that many guys that will what is commit the, to what, a school? What is and, the flux of Georgia? Oh, your defensive coordinator left? Cool. You'll bring in uh, – I mean, first of all, you promoted Will Muschamp, who I could argue is actually an improvement. Mm-hmm. Certainly in pedigree he is. Right. Where's the flux at Florida State? Where's the flux at Tennessee or oh, well, Florida? I'll give you that one. Right. Well, I mean, Florida State, it's not exactly like the tip-top program that it used to be. Then why did you commit? It's better today than it was six months ago. That's the thing I don't yeah. understand. Mm-hmm. Why say anything? Why on earth do you feel the need? And there's only to. one reason for it. Because you're supposed to. No, That's how this not. is supposed to go. No, you're not. A lot of kids waited till the late signing period for a long time. Mm-hmm. There's one reason. There's one reason. There's one reason only. Okay. I tried to tell you this. Mm-hmm. It's because social media rules the day. When can I trend on Twitter? Oh, I commit to Florida State. 900 billion likes. Well, two weeks later. I, you know, I think I might have changed my mind. I, I had a really good stake and they have good stake in Texas. So I'm reopening my commitment. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing on earth. And I can fix it. I can fix it in one fell swoop. How are you going to fix it? If, if you commit to a school... No more visits. You're not allowed to take another visit anywhere. I'm not saying they can't call because there's no way to there's no way to legislate that. I'm not mm. an idiot. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't call somebody that's committed. Okay, cool. We'll send them a telegram. We'll send them a message on TikTok. You'll get to them somehow. And I how, promise you. And 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 how do you suggest enforcing that? Well, you have to declare your official visits with the NCAA. Yeah. Cool. You committed. You're done. You don't have any more. No more official visits. They cannot touch you. Never going to happen. Okay, then cool. You're going to keep losing coaches because you're about to lose a handful of them to the NFL. I promise you. Yeah. Oh, but Urban was so bad. Don't care. I don't care. There's too much of a – there is a dearth of qualified coordinators Mm -hmm. that don't have massive baggage. Leslie Frazier, yeah, you're a good coordinator. You were a horrid head coach. There's several more of the Todd Bowles. Right. If I was a college coach right now, I'd do anything to get out. Anything. If you're not going to – and that's the reason you're hearing guys like Lane Kiffin say this, Jimbo Fisher. I mean, Jimbo Fisher just signed the number one recruiting class in the country. Yep. And he even had something dumb to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he goes on Paul Feinbaum's show, and he says, uh, you know, the NIL, it's – it's, you know, it's it's always been around, Paul. It's always been around. We just didn't talk about it. Nobody told nobody nothing. Adam We've Black always had these deals. Adam of Black in our comments said, "I've become old man for college, old man baseball for college football." It has yeah. nothing to do with that. It's this is stupid. This is absolutely stupid. You have 40, 40 star at quarterbacks that started at some point this year in the transfer portal. How in the world are you supposed to build a roster? Oh, Nick Saban does it? Yeah, because Nick Saban's nine deep at every position. Right. Not every school does that. Right. If you're a small school and you develop a guy and you put all this time into him and he becomes better than he was, what happens? He transfers up. Mm -hmm. If the kid's not what you thought, he transfers down. Right. If he doesn't start because, oh, I I came here to play. In spite of the fact you haven't earned anything. I'm going to transfer and go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so it just turns into this ping pong game of free agency. That's not what college is supposed to be. 
You only keep these kids for four years. Right. It's one thing in the NFL where you can sign them to a deal for six years, and now you completely control where they go. When you have absolutely no say, and I tried to tell you this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm literally watching the, the the building blocks of college football break on a daily basis. And I frankly don't have a problem with it. You will. I mean, I'm sure I will. You I'm sure. 100% when, I'm sure will. when my school starts losing commitments and stuff like that, I'll I'll have a different. But it has nothing to do I'll with the commitments. It has nothing to do with the commitments. How in the world are you going to be able to keep people on staff when this has now become the hardest job in in, in all of sports? Mm-hmm. I would argue being a college coach now is harder than being a pro coach, and it's not really all that close. I'd agree with that. Oh, the time investment so much more in the NFL. I don't care. You know what I know definitively is not going to happen? I'm not going to walk in one day. It, 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 let's say, let's use the Jacksonville Jaguars since they're looking for a, a new coach now. Right. You know what that new coach knows definitively he's not going to have happen? He's not going to walk into his office one day and Trevor Lawrence come in and go, hey, I'm tired of being here. I'm going to the Buccaneers. Right. It's insanity. Like, this is absolutely preposterous, and nobody seems you to could, care, then, and I can't figure out then, why. Then you can fix it. You can fix it. Put them on contracts. Put them on contracts. But, make, but them, you do. make them employers. Or you, you, you become the employer. It's not going to be well, long before happen. we do that. That's no. never going to happen. You're not going to unionize off the university. I could give you 10 reasons that's not going to happen. One, it would be the end of half of the FBS programs in college football because mm-hmm. they couldn't afford to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet. The, then Texas and USC and the, the, the high majors will be the only programs that matter. That's it. Nobody else will matter. So that's not going to happen. But I feel like at this point, the NCAA has literally sat here with its fingers in its ears for so long, watching its whole model burn, and nobody seems to care. The Travis Hunter Because thing, they don't have any control. Re- but you could. You, you could have control. You are membership institutions of us. Mm-hmm. We have to do what's best for the brand. Yep. What's best for college football? Fans to care. I'm going to level with you. I, and here's why I definitively want to tell you this Travis Hunter thing has nothing to do with why I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about Florida State at this point. Okay. It's become so borderline irrelevant to me that I don't care. Really? No, I don't care. I've been a Florida State fan for 30 years. Do you know how many games I watched this year? Live? Two. And one of them was the Notre Dame. Just because you know you stink or no, you just I've don't have a relationship with before. any of the players? I don't care. I don't know who half the players are. There is absolutely no emotional attachment. I mean, I know who they are. I know the names. Right. I don't know anything about the story. I'm not emotionally attached to this team. We played four different quarterbacks this year. I knew who two of them were mm-hmm. before they played a game. And I do this for a living. But if you get that guy and he's your star, then you know you're, gonna, you're always going to have him. No, you don't. In what world oh, yeah. do you know that you're going to have what, well, they had the guy. Uh, he plays for Jackson State now. They put oh, the time in the, commitment. All yeah. of it. They put all the time, energy, no, I'm all saying the once, things. Once you get a guy to school. Guys transfer all the time. Bo Nix is a graduate transfer High-level right starting players, great in the system that they're in, no changes. Those guys transfer all the time. There are 2,000 players in the transfer portal right now. Mm-hmm. 2,000 and 40 you could look of them at, are starting quarterbacks. Yes, good players transfer all the time. And you could look at every one of them and, and go, that's why he transferred, right? Why'd Bo Nix transfer? 
because his school stinks. And <laughs> you think he's going to go to a better one? You think Bo Nix, who can't win on the no, road, is going to go to a better school? No, he wants to go somewhere where he can stand out, and he knows he can't do that at Auburn. So being a starter in the SEC is not enough for you? Because I promise you, the school he's going to go to is going to be something at the level of an Arkansas State. That's many, where Bo Nix is headed. How many people looked at him this this year and went, he's a high-level SEC quarterback? He thinks it if he can go somewhere else it, and and I mean, start and win, then that'll be better for his stock. And that's, I guess that would be exactly what I'm trying to say. That might be the dumbest thing I've heard all day. Bo Nix could go to Arkansas State and throw for 6,000 yards, and nobody that does what I do would care. Mm-hmm. I've seen you play against the best, and that's my point. You're getting a ton of bad advice. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know if it's all the negative recruiting. I don't know if it's from the parents. I have no idea. But the level of delusion in college football players is baffling to me. Yeah, Oh, it's the coaching staff. That's the reason. Well, then why are you on your third one? so it's always somebody else it's never you Mm -hmm. because that's what we've done we've emboldened the player and look i always said i have no problem with the players having rights i didn't really have a problem with them getting paid for their services right always had a problem with it coming from the from from the university Mm -hmm. and i always had a problem with this freedom of movement and before you say oh the coaches can go anywhere yeah for 25 million dollar buyouts you want to go down that path uh, of, yeah, cool you get out your scholarship for a meal let's do that that's if you want to talk about the equitability of the coaches other, and players so the other school has to buy out your scholarship oh yeah That'd if, be, if you want to keep doing the coach the coach comparison because i saw that look in your face you had that look like you're about to make that snide remark the coaches can go anywhere they want to yeah for 20 million dollar buyouts 10 million dollar buyouts sweet mm-hmm. you can do that but you want to buy your scholarship out for a million dollars you go anywhere you want to but at this point, you're making this sport borderline unwatchable. Be honest with yourself. How many schools did you actually, with a real legitimate interest, watch all year long? Oh, God, it was one. It was mine. Okay, let me. <laughs> I phrased that poorly. How many schools did you watch knowing that your team is a national title contender? How many other teams did you watch and go, I should really know something about them? Oh, none. As a fan, I mean, obviously, as our job, we have to there watch you go. those other That's teams. That's what I'm trying right. to ask you, is I'm not asking you as a fan. I'm asking you as your team's at the high side of this. Right. You do this for a living. Right. Maybe I should know who you're going to play in the playoff. How many teams do you literally think could make this playoff all year long? Oh, it was six. eight, maybe. Six to eight. Yeah. Everybody else is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Bowl games, irrelevant. You understand why that's a problem, right? They've always been irrelevant no, to me, though. No, they haven't. They have sold tickets to these things like mad. Oh, I get it. The Outback Bowl in Jacksonville used to sell like mad. I and the only reason I know that's because I used to make jokes of what else are you going to do in Jacksonville? Right. To the to the average fan, though, I don't know that it's had that that big of an impact. And you're not because an those, average fan then, because because it those to bowls a lot of have fans. always been irrelevant unless your teams are in them. I don't care who faces off in the now, Outback Bowl. But, but that's the part you're missing. They're irrelevant now, even if your team's in it. Small, just a just a small aside. Yeah. Georgia loses to Alabama. Let's say they kicked them out of the playoff. Do you care what ball game they played in? No. Exactly. Exactly. That is a non-sustainable model because those bowl games pay a lot of the freight. Mm-hmm. 
And the sponsors are currently looking at this going, why are we paying for this? If we can get on the logo and they say us on television 78 times, sweet. But in terms of being that subsidiary, oh, we're the ones giving out swag bags and hoping that they'll say something about it on their social media. Why would you want to do that? You're getting the backup quarterback in half these bowl games anyway. Mm -hmm. And this is just all a trickle-down effect. You wanted players to have all the free range of movement that they could possibly have. Now they Congratulations. Have you got it. Yep. And your sport's going to be dead within, I would say, within a presidential term. You think so? Within four years, this sport is not going to look anything like what you grew up with. I hmm. promise you. Hmm. Because there's no sustainability. The money doesn't make sense. Look, I'm as dollars and cents, X's and O's, black and white as they come. The money doesn't make any sense. You have 12 programs that are making legitimate, high-level money. We put out a graphic on the AM show this morning. South Carolina is the 16th most profitable program in the country. Right. What bowl game are they playing in? The Belt Bowl. Or the, no, the Duke's Mayo go. Bowl. I, I didn't preface Whatever. that because I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. I 100% knew you were going to call that the Belt Bowl. Mm -hmm. Why does anybody care? Why is Duke Mayo up? Yeah, we're good. We can... And you even got one of the quarterbacks that's a high-level draft prospect playing in this game when he probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. The money doesn't follow the money. It's just like true crime documentaries. Follow the money, you'll figure out who did this. Because it's almost invariably tied back to the money. That's where it's at here. Mm -hmm. You're spending all this money on these recruits that at on a whim, five seconds before signing day, can just go, tap, tap, out. Yep. Because They've always you, been you able to do that, though. Not like this. It's never been like this, where it was a show for, oh, look, I'm going to put this on my TikTok. Look, I got the Georgia hat. I'm going to throw it over there. No, we and used the to do it. Hat. We're no. going to throw it over there. No, we used to do it via fax machine. Uh, Yeah. Now there's cameras everywhere. Now mm -hmm. everybody can do the show. And that's kind of the point. This has all become all about the players. Mm -hmm. And we live in a society where a lot of people have never heard the word, No! No, you're not allowed to do that. No, you're not allowed to take up a spot in the the, the mental depth chart of this coach and then at the last second go, no, you know what, I'm, I'm out. In spite of the fact I've been committed for two years, who cares? <laughs> who cares? You stopped recruiting quarterbacks because I was committed. Mm -hmm. And away I go. You're in the Sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Who won the recruiting battle? As Jeremy mentioned, Texas A&M finished number one in the rankings. We'll give the rest of it coming up next. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Pernicious. Adjective. Having a harmful effect, especially in a gradual or subtle way. Now, Wicked Weed's flagship IPA, winner of a silver medal at the U.S. Open Beer Championships, isn't harmful unless you're a competing IPA. Brewed in the mountains of western North Carolina, Pernicious IPA will destroy your expectations for all others in its class. Pernicious IPA inspires you to enjoy fresh and often. Order up at WickedWeedBrewing.com. Wicked Weed Brewing, the official craft beer of Furman Athletics. Drink different, drink responsibly. Sounds like someone needs to sing a Christmas carol. No way. 
Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. People were human beings to him, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. If you believe in this spirit thing, you, the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these that says, Christmas is once a year, and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You've just got to want that feeling. Uh, it's time for another Ginger's Christmas review, Christmas movie reviews here on ESPN Asheville. You're in the sportsocracy, and Jeremy, he saw another Christmas movie, so we did a well, double kinda. hit. Oh, the, the first kinda. one I kind of saw. Wait, uh, what does that mean? So you've been telling me for two years. Yes. That I had to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. This, th- this is, it, it has broken the scale. <laughs> I would have to drink infinity beers. Infinity beers. To actually finish this movie. I got, I'm going to say 30 minutes. It felt like three years. I honestly felt like I was serving a prison sentence Good watching this movie. Lord. I felt like that I was being punished for something. There's too much hopping around and I what is it what is that movie even about? I got thirty minutes into it when I don't know what the plot even is. Well, you've clearly weren't paying attention. It's very self explanatory. No, it's not. The King it's... of Halloween Town finds Christmas Town. But why is the <laughs> Halloween guy at Christmas? It doesn't make any sense. Because he went through the magical portal in the middle of the forest. What's so hard to understand? And there's where you lost me. <laughs> he stumbled into the portal that goes to each and every holiday, and he saw the one with the pretty Christmas tree. He goes through the thing. He sees Christmas Town and goes, "Dang, Christmas Town's awesome. I want that." That is, without a doubt, the best you could have explained that and perfectly explains why it broke the scale. It actually broke my brain. I think there was blood coming out of my ear after about nine minutes. You were just so incapable of believing in things. I did not think that anything could beat Elf. I at least made it through Elf. I made a ton of jokes. And when I say a ton of jokes... I mean a ton of jokes, mm-hmm. but I made it through it. This one, not even a little bit. <laughs> Infinity Beers, Nightmare Before Christmas, worst movie ever made. Oh my gosh. In any genre You're insane. ever. That is the biggest Scrooge movie review you will ever hear in your entire life. And you know what? I'm not even sorry for it. I'm not. It was, oh, it was awful. You didn't even like the 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 creepy crawlies and the, the I mean, Halloween Town. That's the just all the ghouls and goblins. Those were at least cool to look at. No, like, I'm they surprised weren't. you no, couldn't get they through weren't. it. And here's the thing: this is all I can figure. I can figure that I have abided by my life theory of don't do crimes for too long. Uh-huh. That I have never done any of the things that would make that movie make sense. Okay. I don't do. Crimes. Oh, you're saying you have to be on drugs to understand it? Is I, that what you were saying? Not exactly what I'm saying. I'm I, just I saying feel that like I, that's where you were going down. I fully believe it would not have hurt the understanding of the movie <laughs> as somebody that knows nothing about that. <laughs> it was horrid. If I hadn't been watching this at one o'clock in the morning, I swear I would have texted you and been like, "Why on earth did you do this to me? What did I do to you to deserve?" 
you putting me through this and here again it just falls back on and then i started thinking about all the people that i've ever known that had that tattooed on them oh yeah what but why what about that movie makes you go yes it doesn't make even the foggiest bit of sense sure it does you just have to put yourself in the magical holiday world and and here's the thing holiday world i can get down with you lose me at magical when it gets into the forbidden forest of halloween or whatever it was you just said <laughs> right right i'm out seacrest out jeremy doesn't believe in magic now we know no, now we now we know magic. what the what the real thing is jeremy does not I believe, in, believe magic. in birds why would i believe in magic <laughs> So all that Santa Claus, like you can buy the magic of other Santa Claus stories, but you can't buy the magic of a fake world that has a portal to each and every holiday. Okay. Let me, let me, let me explain something to you and maybe this will mold your recommendations Mm -hmm. moving forward. Mm -hmm. I can't do vampires or werewolves or like teen wolf out. Seacrest out. Because one of the best movies of the 80s, man. Two sentences into explaining what that movie's about, I went, nope, I'm good. I'm good. That doesn't make any sense. Even though you have fashioned your entire style after that. No. Oh, yeah. I have have fashioned my entire style. Let me see it in the comments, folks. Uh, Jeremy was or was not inspired by Teen Wolf. I was inspired by Nick Mangold. And somebody eloquently posted that (laughs) on a picture my wife posted from the Christmas party last night. Wow. I mean, sometimes you just can't you just can't convince somebody to enjoy the holiday season and its finer points. And I enjoy much Nightmare of the Before Christmas season. is one of the classics. No, yep, no, no. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to bring in all of those other claymation movies. Oh, and oh, I and cannot just... wait to hear you tear the tear apart the fabric of so many generations of people's understanding of Christmas and secret time. I'm gonna. Oh, I know you are. Because here's how this should have gone. I should have watched the good, wholesome claymation movies from you know long before my childhood. And maybe that would have put a nice little buffer between me and Jack Skellington Skeletor or whatever his name is, but I didn't. And it didn't horrid. Wow. Nightmare Before Christmas gets infinity wicked weed beers for Jeremy to even finish. Not rewatch. It was elf to the Jason X power. It was that bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, just proof. I have a, a Jeremy's mental block. wrong much of the time. I have a mental block about not finishing things. Like mm-hmm. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. If somebody starts a song, I have to finish it. I, I couldn't do it. I, I went. I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> what did HWA have to say about this? Or she was, was she, asleep. Oh, she was well asleep. Yeah, she was asleep. Actually, after the Christmas party last night, I kind of forgot I had to watch a movie, and I went well. Tomorrow's not going to be great, and I'm going to be tired, and I'm going to be cranky, and then the movie was bad anyway. And that was the one you chose to watch at 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, To be honest with you, I forgot. Mm -hmm. I forgot. Mm -hmm. Never happened to you. That happened to me. That happened to you.
All right. All right. Uh, well, that was a bit of a downer, but uh, we got another one coming next hour, so hang in there. It's a little... Uh, can't wait for that one. It's a little warmer, uh, warmer really? and fuzzier. <laughs> Let me get well. What? Just tell us what movie it was. Bad Santa too. Oh, as soon as I well, turn, you can you can already glean with. It's the greatest movie ever made. It totally encapsulates the Christmas season. Ugh, you're so awful. The sports tag just a bit outside. All right, here's the four one one, folks. All right. I, you know me and me and social media we don't we don't really mix all that well you I, and technology yeah i don't i don't i don't like the social media but i do like it when um well let's just say unsavory people get their comeuppance on social media and yes i think jackson mahomes very much falls into that category of just this guy is one giant Deutschmark, if you get my drift. Anyhow, obviously, the brother of Patrick Mahomes, yes, famous for pouring water on opposing fans and dancing on uh, on the Sean Taylor memorial spot. He's the Jake Paul of the NFL. Oh, he's so, he's so bad. He is so bad, and... He got what he deserved, in my opinion. So he tries to go to this restaurant in Kansas City. He's got a large group with him. Unfortunately, this is a very small restaurant, small atmosphere. And he just goes to Twitter and just starts bashing them and saying, oh, you should never go to this place because they wouldn't sit my party and blah, 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 blah. Well, they responded to Jackson Mahomes and said, we're sorry that we set boundaries that you tried to ignore. Oftentimes, people with unearned status and a sense of entitlement think that they are above the rules and will lash out at the employee enforcing them. We are sorry that we could not seat your very large group. As you probably saw, our bar was very small. We are sorry that that you have to... Uh, that you have the reach that you do, or at least that you think you do, and that instead of using it for something positive, you've decided to use it to try to crush a small business. We survived a global pandemic, and we'll survive your ego. We are sorry that you didn't reach out to us first before taking to social media, but then again, that is an expectation that we would have from a mature and rational person, not someone who pours water on fans and dances on the memorials of tragically lost people for TikTok clout. We have not been fortunate enough to be born into a much more talented and much more famous family, but we would like to think that if we did have that much luck we would use our influence in more responsible ways we hope that our apology finds you well it's the it's one of the best takedowns i've ever seen and of course he doesn't care because he's a jack wagon oh he's the worst but i take a little solace in knowing that there are level-headed people out there who know what the skinny is on jackson mahomes oh he's the worst Basically, anybody that says, hey, I'm big on TikTok, I'm probably not going to. Uh, oh, you're no. not going to be one of my favorite you're, people. You're dead to me. And that's coming from somebody that uh, we do a good amount of TikTok things. Yeah, now we do. Now. We're, we're, we're kind of new to the TikTok Th- thing. Thanks to HWA. 
many, many new TikTok things coming, especially in the new year, but between now and the end of the year as well. Is that an at the sportsocracy or do they yes. have some kind of other? <laughs> That's how much I know about TikTok. I don't even know. Like, does it start with an at sign or is it something else? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> have you ever been rowing a boat and you look behind you and you're just spinning in circles? So, yeah. There are days that I feel that way. (laughs) My oars in the water. Why are we spinning in circles? Uh, Because I forgot mine at home. Like, I don't even know what this is supposed to be. Can I pin this to the wall with a thumbtack? Is that how this works? You make my head hurt (laughs) so bad sometimes. The Utah Jazz did a thing yesterday while we were off that... The more I've thought about it, the more I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. They have hired Danny Ainge to oversee their basketball operations. There you go. Now, what I can't really figure out is what the power structure is going to look like. Because it looks like uh, Mr. Ainge is going to have control over many things in the basketball operation. Except for one thing. Who the players are. He apparently has, he's overseeing basketball operations, but he has no say in the roster whatsoever. That falls on the general manager, Justin Zanuck. Okay. This, to me, is the greatest, hey, you're really smart. You should come help us. Cool. Can I make trades? Mm-mm. No. Free agent signings? No. Mm-mm. Those have never really been your home run swings there, Danny. Yeah, you do the best with what we give you. Yeah, we'll give you the things, and you just make the best of that you can. I thought that was the head coach's job. Like, mm, it is. In the barest sense of the word. That is the weirdest front office regime that I think I've ever seen. Yeah, but it's hard to say no to putting a guy like Danny Ainge on your team. Oh, I I mean, I get why you did it. I just think it's funny that you called him the, the uh, what's his official title? The alternate governor and the CEO of jazz basketball. Alternate governor? The alternate governor. What? So does that mean like if the governor goes out of town, he gets to call shots now? I, I don't know if like, it works like president. Is that like the is, lieutenant governor? Uh, like, it's <laughs> much like what you, it sounds like you're comparing that to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how government. That's how state government works. If the governor leaves the state, then technically the lieutenant governor is the guy who's in charge for the day. I didn't know you could do alternate governors. Yeah, well, I promise you the governor of the jazz will never go out of town. Next thing they know, they'll have four first-round picks that he refuses to trade for anything. <laughs> it's not it's not a bad scenario to find yourself in. You could do a lot worse. Yeah, I, I go back sometimes and look at how much draft capital the Celtics actually had, mm-hmm. and it's just dumbfounding that they're not better than they are. Oh, but we were all convinced that they would. That they would be the next, you know, that would be the next great dynasty because we've got all this draft capital and then we ended up with jason tatum and romeo langford and yeah like the you know the big ones the big ones worked like but other than i mean it's the philadelphia 76ers were the same thing they got ben simmons and joel Embiid, and you got markel folds so they got joel Embiid basically yeah exactly trust the process the process is literally Joel Embiid's nickname now. Yep. Because you're all that's left of it. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, uh, yesterday was the 
opening the the uh, national national yeah, the national day. signing day the open to the early signing period well they had to put an early signing period out there because you know they knew if if we waited until february everybody might flip we need to get signatures on paper or oh, yeah. no one's gonna know well, what their recruiting always, but, class but, but like. again that's always been the game not like this not like this i've followed it look i'm a draft nerd I i'm not it. as big a recruiting nerd but i'm close right it's never been like this. I'm not saying it's been like this. I've always, but the basic framework has always been this. You have the early signing period. The ones that are truly committed to their schools, they're going to sign. There are going to be same day flips. This is not a new thing. It's just the fact that there are a whole lot more of them now. The same day flip has become. That's become much more prevalent now than it was. Well, yeah, because did, it, again, it makes a headline. Did you hear the story? Well, that's the thing that irritates me. Right. Oh, I'll trend on Twitter. But you're uh, no Congratulations. Lo- but, it's not all it's cracked up to but be. But like in years past, you would get lost in the shuffle. Like if you did that, there was, there was no incentive to do that because everything was reported the next day. Well, now we live in a minute-by-minute world, so yesterday you know you could own your region in social media for a couple of hours if you were a really top prospect that said no to one school and flipped to another one yeah that's going to be uh there's an i'm mad coming at the end of this show if you haven't heard what shane beamer said yesterday it's the most dumbfounding thing i think i've ever heard in my life really and it's about recruiting and it's very much in the windfall of exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. It made me very, very angry. That'll be coming up to close the show in the four o'clock hour. But Alabama, or excuse me, uh, Alabama was number one, and then Texas A and M jumped them in the rankings yesterday. So the top three classes. You got Texas A&M's at one. That might be a surprise to a lot of folks, but we all know Jimbo Fisher is a hell of a recruiter. Alabama's two, Georgia's three. It's hard being in the SEC when you can have the number three team, you know, number three class of the country, but you're number, number three, three in, in, your conference. in your own conference. <laughs> Ohio State four, Texas rounded out the top five. North Carolina coming in at eight. They were number one in the ACC, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were. Florida State was nipping on their heels until they weren't. Yeah. Yesterday did not quite go the Seminoles' way. (laughs) Until Travis Hunter said, sorry, I'm going to go follow primetime. He wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only one that decommitted from Florida State? No, they had had a few flip yesterday. Uh, So did Clemson. Yeah, Clemson Clemson did not have a great day either. (laughs) No, and Dabo was big boy mad about it, too. Which you could expect him to be, but there again, I'm starting to feel like Dabo has so much of that old school, you know, ball coach in him that he's going to start losing more and more of these fights. I don't because he's come out against the NIL. He's come out against the college football playoff expansion. You know, he said, "Oh, now it's like it's like what did he say that? Oh, it's now like education doesn't even matter." No, no. And there are millions of us that have believed that college football players haven't cared about education since, oh, I don't know, Eric Dickerson. Obviously, it's not all of them. 
but that's the running joke and has been for years of if you go play college football somewhere you ain't going to class oh you ain't putting in the work oh there's i mean the misnomer that this is about education that's been out the window forever i know now the thing that irritates me is look this is uh, the thing that coaches always say is that we're trying to we bring young men into the fold and we try to teach them to be better football players and better men. How mm-hmm. many times have you heard a college football coach say that? Yes. So you say that, and in the same breath, you're negatively recruiting a kid that just committed somewhere else. So basically what you're teaching very early on in your relationship is that commitments don't really mean anything to no. me. That's what drives me nuts. No, it's the commitment to me. The commitment to me is the only thing that matters. And I think that's what's funny about, you know, everybody who's upset about, oh, you know, these guys are decommitting and commitment doesn't mean anything. Well, it's never meant anything on the other side either. What do you like mean the on the co- other side? Like with the coaches. I'll use what you were saying. Oh, I saw you were about to say this. But it's true. Yeah, with a huge buyout. Yeah, that's, and that's fine. That's you, the Mr. other school's problem. Is about to, not always. Or it's the coach's problem. There you go. Well, I mean, if he's willing to pay to get out of it, then that's that's part of his contract. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You're going to have to put this stuff in contracts before commitments mean anything. That's why the that's why National Signing Day is so important, because once your name's on that paper, then it's over. You signed your letter of intent or whatever. Once the name's on the paper, until that point, anything can happen. I just want away from the commitment system. I, I think it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And what I'm going to say at the end of this show will perfectly tell you why. No. I mean, I understand. Uh, I understand everybody in a perfect world wants. If you give me your word, your word is solid gold. But that hasn't that hasn't meant anything in a long time. It and never me. meant anything to a lot of people. It, it, it does to me. Oh, I get that it means something to you. Because I'll go ahead and tell and you. If you're gonna, you, give me my, you give me your word on something and you break it, you might as well just be talking to the wall. Because right. I could care less about anything else you have to say. Right. But I'm saying everybody's guilty of it. That's that's the whole point. The whole point is everybody's guilty of that. So or I, you I don't just hold do it against these 18-year-old kids. Do what? I said, or you do what I do and just don't give your word to anything. Like, ah, you, you going to be there? I'm going to try. Because <laughs> I know me. Right. It's going to get two hours before whatever this event is, and I'm going to go, oh, but I'm like, I'm just so comfortable. I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to do that. But, the, but, whatever but to is. me, that's all part of the pageantry of college football and, and college football recruiting, I guess I should say, of you bring the kid in, he loves the place, he checks out all the facilities, he gets all the swag, he takes all the pictures with the mascot and all that stuff. He gets swayed and he's like, yeah, I'd like to come here. And then somebody else shows him a better door and he goes, mm, no, I'm going to have to do that. So and kids are I'm very gonna fickle. Ask a, I'm going to ask the same question that I asked this morning. And, mm-hmm. and, and the responses we got this morning were kind of baffling to me. If you're dating someone and you give a commitment to them, are you are you still entertaining other offers? Because I feel like maybe I was doing dating wrong. Right. I mean, I have been divorced twice, so and I am working on my third marriage, so I'm not saying I'm doing this exactly the right way. I guess it. I'm de- just saying I would love to hear because I know your lovely wife. Yeah. I would love to know how you would have sold that. 
Like we're oh, dating. No. Oh, there's a commitment. But you know, I'm I'm gonna go hang out with uh, you know Susie down the street, and if she shows me a better <laughs> door, then you, know, you might just be out of luck. You see how stupid that sounds when I say it that way? Oh, I get it. That's weird, because I see them as exactly the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly the same thing. Yeah. It's a little bit different, but... How? I mean... And how is it different? Um... What the fact that's that, basically what the fact that I committed to my wife at a at an age where I was ready to commit to something. Oh, See, that's the thing. Lord. But but that's but that's what we're asking these eighteen year old kids to do is to commit to something for the next four years, and then guess what? They're not just, committing for the next four months. If it doesn't go your way, you can just go somewhere else. <laughs> but that never enters oh, their 18 mind. Eighteen year old kids, aren't you? Why would we ever? You can declare for the military at 18, mm-hmm. but somehow picking what college you go to is such a daunting process. <laughs> no, because if you commit to the military, then you've signed a contract and your tail belongs to me, and, sir. And, and I totally get that. I just, it is so disingenuous to me of, uh, we're good with 18 year old kids going, I'm going to sign up for the army, but picking what, whether I'm going to be an LSU Tiger or a Texas A&M Aggie, how will they ever figure it out? It's such a daunting choice. <laughs> I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a cardiac event before this show you is very over. Well I, I just did. I see it coming. I just, you get, you get so amped up about this and it's like, you're, you're basing your opinion on the whims of a teenager. No, I'm basing my opinion on the fact that the at some point you have to protect a sport that I love. And the NCAA has basically looked at it and gone, hey, you got your, your money deals, mm-hmm. you can do what you want, and now we don't care. And I see exactly where this is headed. I know exactly where this is headed. Okay. Because the sponsors are very quickly going to go, why? Why would we do because that? Because we still watch. You still watch what? football you still watch football all the time and if it's, the nfl and college are markedly different well, i get it i understand it because it's, the ratings but, but college for football. outside of those top 20 programs mm-hmm. the ratings are not great oh i get it but CBS college football sports network it ain't drawing a great number for san diego state boise state no but that's a but but that's a thing is college football is a regional sport and always has been it's always been that way and i don't and again, this hundred percent disagree. I've always kind of rankled at that, the, the way people say that, mm-hmm. because there's two regions that don't really care. The West Coast cares. We don't care about the West Coast's football. Right. There's a difference. Right. But that's what I mean by regional sport. All of these teams, you have your little honey hole inside your state, like outside the state of North Carolina. Guarantee a lot of people aren't tuning in for North Carolina football. Oh, I don't know. NC with State that. football, Wake Forest, Duke. But we all have our little pockets within you, the state. But you had that thing. You always had that bowl game or whatever it was that generated a ton of money. You've made them irrelevant. They've always been irrelevant. They haven't. If they're not it's revisionist history. It's not true. <laughs> Until the BCS came along, they were equivalent because you never really knew how the voters were going to vote. No, you always knew outside of the top four 1993, bowls. Nineteen ninety-three. How many national champions we have? There were two. There's weren't two. There? Yeah. Was how many Colorado have and Georgia Tech. Uh, that was no. That was ninety or ninety-one. Okay. No, there were a lot of times you didn't know how they were going to vote because you had yeah, two you polls what, but, and they didn't look at it the same way. Yeah, but you knew what game they were going to, or you knew what group of games they were coming out of. They were never coming out of the Peach Bowl. 
You didn't have the national champion coming out of the Motor City Bowl. No, but you still had things that mattered in those bowl games. You didn't have players that were just going, nope, I don't want to play it. I, you know what? I don't feel like it. I don't want, I don't want to. <laughs> right. Oh, man, we got to take a break. Uh, yeah, uh, we do. Uh, so we <laughs> we got to take a break. Run all the way into the break. <laughs> we got to get this uh, green on green picks in coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville. Uh, Jeremy's going to hopefully be spraying some money your way up next. Coffee's the closers on. Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Tuesday night was, well, it wasn't great. Oh. One and two. But we're going to try to get back on the winning track. Continue a 32 and 18 last 30 days. I got one pick in the NBA and your Thursday night football. The New York Knicks are a five point favorite at the Houston Rockets. What am I about to say? The Houston Rockets stink. They are bad. Bad, 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 but bad, bad. And as long as they continue to play anybody not named the Oklahoma City Thunder or the New Orleans Pelicans, as long as I don't have to give up like 15 points, I'm going to continue doing it. The Knicks are good, good defensively. Rockets are young. Rockets are bad. Give me the Knicks minus the five. Tonight, Thursday night football. The Kansas City Chiefs traveled to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Kansas City's a three-point favorite. The over-under is 54. I'm taking Kansas City to win this game. I'm not crazy confident about it. I like Kansas City. I don't love giving up the field goal because I could see this being a field goal game. The thing that I'm totally over the moon on is over the 54 because they might hit that in the first half. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. That's a big showdown, too. You got the Chargers against the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes against Justin Herbert. It's only, you know, this is this we're we're still in the early stages of what could become the next Brady Manning rivalry. You agree with it, that? It could be. I mean, think about it. Patrick Mahomes is only 4 years, right? 4 years into into this thing? Yes. Herbert's they're, in his They're both going to be around for a long, long time with oh, both of these teams. Oh, it's going to be teams. fantastic, and it's divisional. That's mm-hmm. one thing we never had with, with Brady, Brady Manning. Manning yeah. It was never divisional, so we get this two times a year. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Best quarterback rivalry inside the divisions. Jim Kelly, Dan Marino. Oh, that is a good one. Good for you. Good for you. It's definitely not Josh Freeman, Michael Vick. No. No. Uh, Kelly Marino was in my own division, so it haunted my nightmares for quite some time. <laughs> You're in... <clears throat> Excuse me, you're in the sportsocracy. Tar Heel Time with Jones Angels coming up next. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Wicked Weed Brewing. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. You are in the Sportsocracy. Second hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing. Check them out at wickedweedbrewing.com. Not only can you hear us here on 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app as well. So you can take us with you everywhere you go, and you can watch us everywhere you go as well on your uh, smart device, 
just go to thesportocracy.com or click on the YouTube video link. Actually, you just have to do that once. Once you go to the Sportsocracy, you click on the live video link, then you hit that subscribe button, and then it just pops up on your phone every time that we go live. It's a very, very easy thing. See, I don't get technology like normal people, but I do understand it to that to the, to that level, and I feel like that's growth. And I get no credit from Jeremy Green for it. Uh, no. Why? Because, because yes, it's... I mean, it's growth from where you started, but it's it's still not particularly good. Right. Well, I mean, again, growth is growth. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, I don't need to become the IT expert. I feel like no. as long as I learned a little bit, I mean, it helps. Uh, you learned more, you've learned more about technology than Urban Meyer learned about being an NFL head coach. Oh, man. That, I'm so glad that thing is over. Are you? Yeah, I am. Because I'm, I, I am not completely glad that you're it's not. Over. You, you love having, you love having the uh, oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you know, it was a guaranteed sessions. topic once a week. Once yeah. a week, it was guaranteed there is something that I can come on this program and make jokes about every single week. <laughs> and now I don't have that. Well, and that's why Shad Khan finally came around and said, "No, enough is enough." We cannot continue to do this. Well, I mean, when you st- literally stole what sounded like a line from Seinfeld, he, I mean, he, I finally got fired. What'd you get fired for? I kicked a kicker. You kicked a kicker? How hard? <laughs> I mean, I could literally <laughs> hear that. I can hear that in Seinfeld character voices. Of course you can. But Urban Meyer finally gets fired. I'm just dumbfounded that that's the one that got you. It, it, I've heard so many people say that, like, what, why was this the fireable offense? It wasn't the fact that this was the fireable offense. It was, that's how stupid this roller coaster has gotten. We've been so up and down and, you know, through the mud with Urban Meyer from, you know, his talks about the coronavirus vaccine and the video of him, you know, with the co-ed at his bar in, in Columbus, Ohio to, you know... Same thing, not making the trip back with your team. Just all of the things piled up into, oh, wait, so you kicked one of the players? Yeah, this is done. But see, to me, and this is just to me, and I always equate these things to relationships. To me, this is like a relationship where one of the where one of the partners cheated on the other one a whole mess of times, mm-hmm. and you didn't end it. Right. And then they forgot to take out the trash one day, and you went, okay. I'm done. I I cannot do this anymore. Exactly. I, that's just it all rolls up into one big ball where it doesn't take like, you know, it doesn't take you getting in trouble with the law or something for us to go. Okay, that's it. No, it's got it. It's the dumbest thing on the planet that will go. Okay, this is done. I just can't. If you can't do the little things like. I don't know. Not kicking your players well, in their I mean, most that's... important body parts. Like you kick the kicker in his leg. Oh, I, I mean, and, and trust me, the, the irony of that is not lost. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, that'd be like that'd be like Bruce Arians coming to practice and putting Tom Brady in an arm bar. Like you just don't do that. Well, it would Although be, I'd pay money to see that. It would be. Oh, he would get. It would not end well for your doppelganger. I could promise you that. I don't know about that. Uh, you're out of your mind. You don't think Bruce Arians could take Tom Brady in a fight? I don't fight? think Bruce, Bruce Arians could take you in a fight. 
and I mean, oh, he hundred percent could. Well, it's. I mean, okay, maybe I went too. Far, maybe I went too far. <laughs> yes, with that. you did. It's just, it's just weird to me that the, and you did it. You went all cloak and dagger and did it at twelve forty five at night. It's like just how many of these things do? Okay, like I feel like this is not that hard. And Jacksonville just makes everything so much more difficult than it is. That was the 475th meme that Shad Khan had been sent on his uh, Discord server. And he went, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm just, I need I need to be rid of this before I can even shut my eyes and go to sleep tonight. Yeah, I've, I've got pro wrestling tomorrow. I, I, I have to be able to, I have to get a good night's sleep. All Elite Wrestling. I, I, here's my question. Who in the world would want that job? The Jacksonville Jaguars yes. job? How damaged as a, as a coaching candidate do you have to be to want that? Well, here's the thing. There are only 32 of these jobs that are available. And that's fine. I, I understand that. Yeah, so at some point, I mean, somebody's got to take on the charge, right? Somebody's got to step up and say... You know what? I'm going to take the ultimate reclamation project, and I'm going to be the guy to change this. I've always kind of said that this Jaguars job is mm-hmm. kind of a – it's a lot like dating me was in my younger years. If you're dating me, I feel like there has to be something wrong with you. Like, oh, yeah. Legitimately. If oh, you yeah. Well, you're getting me, you're getting none of those commitments that you were talking about. Like, oh, no. Once you're dating Jeremy, you're always open to other options. Like, uh, maybe that will work. Hey, I don't hey, know. You know, maybe what you know would be great? Anything else. <laughs> That's why I'm so lucky that I met HWA. Is he My at, life is so much better. Is he at least four feet tall and has a job? Like, let's just go with that. Anything else above that is just icing on the cake. <laughs> This dude looks like the brawny man if he's lost his hair clippers. Right. And he just doesn't laugh a lot. It's an NFL job, so it still has appeal. But they've been talking about all these articles have already been written of who's going to be in line to get the Jacksonville Jaguars job. And it's the same suspects of every job opening. Eric Bieniemy. No way. You really think Eric Bieniemy wants to sign up to be with this franchise? No that way. this is going to be his big shot? He's waited five years on a shot to head coach in the NFL, and he's going to choose the Jacksonville Jaguars? No, this is a reclamation job for somebody. Or... A first-time job for somebody no you don't tie yourself first time to this you don't think so you don't do the doug marone no this has retread written all over it Ooh, ooh. uh now hugh jackson already got a job yep uh jack delray no no they went down that path we we put a poll out on twitter of with the urban meyer firing does that make him the worst coach in nfl history of course it does 60 percent of i I don't even remember how many votes it was It was, it was a good number yeah 60% 60% had Urban Meyer as the worst coach of all time. Of course it is. In the NFL. Because it's the most, it's the freshest thing on your mind. Yeah, like, and, had this happened at the same that. time of Bobby Petrino, I bet it would be a pretty close race. I'm betting it would be pretty close if they had happened close together. But we're swayed by the most recent thing that we've seen. And, and I thought about that because that's one of, one of my favorite lines is, no, it's not the worst, it's the most recent. Yep. There's a difference. Recency bias is the thing. And I don't look at it that way. I look at this like, how many coaches can you – all right, I, and I'm just going to go one by one through these. 
literally dressed down his coaching staff as losers. Hired a known racist strength and conditioning coach. Yep. Kicked a player. Was seen in the midst of what looked like doing something nefarious that his wife wouldn't have been happy about. It was about. 100% nefarious. Did not fly with his team back home after a road game. I mean, I could keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Got into a into a verbal shouting match with one of the best players on the team for the rampant disrespect. That was the term that I got sent about what mm-hmm. actually happened from yeah. somebody that was there. Sent the, uh, sent the star running back to the bench and then had your brand new rookie golden boy quarterback go he's the best player on this team why are you not playing him and i have i think that had more to do with anything do with his firing than anything of trevor lawrence coming out and saying why is our coaching staff not playing james robinson i think that had a huge role in this because it's just not it's just not a good look you lost the pr battle oh well and you didn't know who was playing that also oh, yeah, the Andre, Andre Cisco is playing more. He's playing more snaps. Oh, yeah. really? How many play? I, I don't more. have the numbers. I, 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 <laughs> it was it was zero. Yeah, he he played zero snaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many coaches have half of that? Name me any coach that has half of that. Oh, of those blunders? Yes, there's not one. There you go. Our That's why commentary I say- that that does our Sunday show with us sent me a message on that tweet that said oh it's adam gates he's the worst hire of all time to which i immediately fired back with he's not the worst jets hire in my lifetime (laughs) which is saying a lot because he's one of the 10 worst hires in any sport in my lifetime right he comes in a very a very nice three for the for the jets Mm -hmm. we have we have made when rex ryan is the best hire you've ever made you made some bad decisions. But to Rex's credit, he does always put his best foot forward. Oh. I, I did you, you hear what he said the other day on on uh, get up? No. They were talking about the Aaron Rodgers thing mm-hmm. where he put his foot up there and changed his Twitter handle or Twitter profile picture to that. Mm-hmm. Without missing a beat. He said, I know a thing about toes. And Ryan Clark literally walked off the oh, set. Oh, that's like, awesome. He walked off the set like, I can't I do this. Love I, it. I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do it. I'm always a big fan of self-deprecating Me humor. Too. And if you could, if you can go down that path and meme yourself, oh, yeah. it's a, I'm 100% in. Oh, I'm, I am a huge fan of any coach that can – I think Rex Ryan is a home run analyst. Okay. I, yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily want to ever see him coach again. I mean, I'm not averse to it. But I I still feel like he was a better coordinator than he was a head coach. Oh, he was the most entertaining, if for nothing else. If for nothing else, I always knew we would be relevant because Rex could not stop talking. Right. You'd always be talked about. And then and then th- those other things happened. <laughs> Eric B. Enemy, though, he's this is not the job. No. He's not taking this job uh josh mcdaniel's names being thrown around and it's not like happening. why would he do that the one thing i will say is that you might get a first-time offensive coach brian dayball high-end uh and high-end was he lost brian dayball at high-end but because of trevor lawrence because he's so unbelievably talented mm-hmm. well the jacksonville and jaguars I, don't look at what brian dayball has done with josh allen Oh, and, and go, Brian Dable's done an that's unbelievable the one. job. That's with, the one with I Josh want. Allen. I just don't know. I don't know what that would look like. 
you can't get this wrong. I totally They're going to. I totally forgot that Shad Khan said that. Oh in, yeah, in the press conference. I feel like I've gotten all of these wrong, and I didn't get it wrong got, this time. I got this one right. Yeah. No, you didn't. No, no, sir, you didn't. As a matter of fact, this is the most wrong you've ever been by a lot. <laughs> right. Jim Caldwell. That's a name we hadn't heard in a while. That's a, that's the level of coach, I think. You think so? Uh, the, yeah. Why would you want to work for this crazy person organization? Marvin Lewis. That might be the best one. Somebody that can come in and build Lewis, a culture. Marvin Lewis with a young innovative offensive mind and marvin lewis just handles the defense i could be a hundred percent on board with that hmm. i know some of our bengal fan friends didn't love him no because this he is just didn't this is it I was mean, too long this is one of those times that i have to just be really honest with you of he's the best <clears throat> coach you've ever had well yeah you outside don't have... of sam weish exactly you don't have a whole lot of choices yeah, it's kind of like being a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. Rex Ryan's the best coach we've ever had. Woof. That tells me more about what's under him than how good he was. <laughs> I mean, Bill Parcells, I don't think he was there long enough to qualify. Right. He's like best coach in, in my team's history. He's the one that didn't win a oh, Super Bowl. John McKay's the best coach in your team's history. Oh, stop that. Yeah, 100% he is because he gave us the greatest line ever. Oh, the execution story. How do you feel yeah. about your team's execution? I'm in favor of it. <laughs> that line that Brian Kelly just absolutely butchered after the uh, right. Florida State game. Right. I'm in favor of my my players being killed. Wait, what? Could you run that by me? Well, you know the line. No, it was Tony Dungy. Tony, that guy got $100 million. Tony Dungy was the best coach we ever had. He's not even the ones that won, the won one of the ones that won a Super Bowl. Oh, John Gruden's better. Or was a better coach in Tampa. Stop. He won a Super Bowl. Stop that. God. It's all about rings. Stop that. It's the Charlie Weiss theory. It's all about rings. In the list of people that are responsible for that Super Bowl, John Gruden's like eighth. When you look at it in the record books, <laughs> whose name comes first? <laughs> Ta-da. All, all I'm saying. All I'm saying. I love Tony Dungy. Uh huh. You didn't win anything. Yeah, I'm just I mean, saying. It. I'm just saying. John Gruden won with his players, and then three years later, not competitive. And, and it really irks me when you say that. Virtually everybody in the NFL is winning with somebody else's players, unless it's Bill or Andy Reid. Right, Rich McKay. That's who I give more credit to. Oh. Rich McKay, who I think is on his 14th job. Since In the then. order of people that get responsibility for that first Super Bowl trophy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it has to go uh, Monty Kiffin at number one, uh, Rich McKay at number two, every member of the defense, uh, Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp, John Lynch, uh, Shelton Quarles, I would give more respect to and more credit for winning that Super Bowl than I would John Gruden. John Gruden's number one on the offense. Like, I'll, I'll give you some, you know, way down the list after all those defensive players. After oh, I the thought you were going to put him behind After the Pittman. owner. I felt very sure no. he was going to be behind Joey Galloway. No, no. See, it goes uh, defense first. And then you got John Gruden, uh, Brad Johnson, Michael Pittman, Keyshawn Johnson, and on and on and on and on and on down the line. He's, he's not at the top of the list. He's just not. And he never will be. 
strange being from a franchise that never watches games for offense. <laughs> it's always been about the defense for Tampa Bay. Anyway, you're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Uh, apparently, we are not going to hear from Jones, Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, um, today. But we'll give him a break. The holidays are coming around. I'm sure we'll touch base with him after the holidays. And, of course, you can hear Tar Heels basketball and football right here all season long on ESPN Asheville. Coming up next, we've got another get ready for it. If you're in the holiday mood, this is really going to put you on the right track for good, warm, fuzzy feelings. It's another one of Jeremy's Christmas movie reviews. Help you get back on the right track. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Christmas, the season of giving. At Ingalls, we know that nothing brings a family together quite like the holidays. This Christmas, let's give what's in our hearts, thoughtfully and cheerfully. This week at Ingalls, select sizes and varieties Maxwell House large can or pod coffee, five ninety eight each. Select sizes and varieties Green Giant canned vegetables, three for two dollars, and select twelve ounce Celsius sparkling water, two for three dollars. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Sounds like someone needs to sing a Christmas carol. No way. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. People were human beings to him, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. If you believe in this spirit thing, you the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these that says Christmas is once a year and it's a fraud. It's not! It can happen every day. You've just got to want that feeling. I want you to take more lessons from Bill Murray. Just if you believe in it, it can be good. If you missed earlier in the program with the first Jeremy Green Christmas movie review, he absolutely tore apart everyone's childhood and said he couldn't even finish The Nightmare Before Christmas. Because I didn't understand it. Because <laughs> like, you weren't trying. I, I swear to you, you could have written that movie in a language that I didn't speak, and I might have understood it better than I understood that. Oh, my gosh. All right, so the second movie review of the day. So I had to tap out. Uh, I tapped out on Nightmare Before Christmas, so it's Infinity uh, wicked weed beers for me to right. ever attempt again. Right. There, there is not a circumstance. Literally, if I was left on a deserted island with a television, a DVD player, and Nightmare Before Christmas, I would, uh, I would literally draw on the television screen with a rock yeah. before I would put it in there. I was gonna <laughs> say, I'm sorry. What? What is happening today? <laughs> I'm sorry that snuck out on me. Yeah, professionalism it's christmas and professionalism has just no. gone out the window we're just leaving our phones on burping into the mic no it's all there's just... no we here unless you got a mouse in your pocket there's no we here it's all you <laughs> i apologize <laughs> good gracious I'm sorry i'm sorry it's almost... we're, we're not even one of the ones that are dipping oh, out of here tomorrow this is true this is true we got another five days of this uh-huh by the end of this, you may not show up. With, you might show up shirtless, just like this. Don't I mean, do I can one hundred percent do that right that, now. That it's hot and out. it's hot as hell in I, here, I'm and out. I will be just. I'm, I'm out, all out. over. And that's about the only way that you get me to just quit. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> do like you did during the draft. Super chats, super chats for take to do the shirt uh, to the do the rest of the show shirtless. Yeah, I don't think that would get the same response. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a, it's a it's a difference without much discrepancy. But it's way, it's way less hairier. I'll yeah, tell well, there is that. I will yeah, tell you that. that. Anyhow, so. Yeah, you can't get into the Christmas spirit to actually watch Christmas classics. I did watch so, a Christmas classic. I watched Bad Santa 2. That doesn't count. That's not a Christmas classic. It does. No. There's two great thespians, nah. Kathy Bates and Billy Bob Thornton. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. just deplorable human beings. And secret time until the break, I didn't realize that that kid was the same kid from the first one. Aha. Uh-huh. I spent that whole movie going, wow, that was really good casting. They got a kid that looked exactly like that kid. Of course. I thought there was a bigger discrepancy between the movies. I thought the kid had aged out. Nope. Same kid. Yeah. Look, it wasn't as good as the first one. The first one is an absolute classic. This one, they're trying to rip off a charity in, in Chicago, and you think that no one could possibly be worse. No one. Mm hmm. But his mother is. Oh. His, okay. his mother's worse than So he Kathy is. Bates plays his mom, and she's worse than Billy Bob was in the first one. That's what you're saying. Because I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen Bad Santa 2. It's not as good as the first one. Bad Santa was fine. I mean, if that's what you're, that's what you're looking for during the holiday season is a very raunchy comedy. It breaks up the monotony of all of the... The Jingle Bells movies. Oh yeah, this is not a a warm and fuzzy Christmas movie. I, I can't. I mean, was rank... there at least a warm and fuzzy ending like there was to the la- to the first one? Uh, I mean, I I guess because I, I, I didn't think the first one had like a warm and fuzzy ending. I thought I mean, it, it kind of did. I mean, he stopped making the... fun of the kid, and well, you know, yeah, it's. I mean, it's in that same like, oh, now you're just not going to be a complete jerk. Yeah. Okay, you know that's. There you go. It's growth. Again, growth. Growth should matter. So I can't rate this one better than than Bad Santa 2. Bad Santa 2 was a uh, one wicked wicked weed beer last year. So I'm going to go Bad Santa 2 was a three and a half. Three and a half. Mm -hmm. It's a little better than Fred Claus. So I I have to, I mean, which Fred Claus I really like. The first one wasn't even as good as Fred Claus. Oh, stop that. The first one was markedly better. Adam Black is Ernest Saves Christmas on this list. Oh, just if he couldn't even get through Nightmare Before Christmas, <laughs> I'd hate to see what he's going to do to a national treasure like Ernest P. Worrell. I mean, at, at, at least Ernest r- reminds me vaguely of Eddie Fox, so it, it'd be like it'd be like home, you know? <laughs> That's sad. Uh, so That's what? Sad. sad that I called our workplace home. I'm here way more than I'm at my house. No, that, that that's the best thing you got is like, well, at least you know it's a guy with a country accent. So. Yeah, that's oh, that's literally all I know about the guy, and that you for some reason think he think he looks like John Cena because he does. No, and you got one picture where he, they vaguely look alike in the face. That's. It's the best you got. Again, this is vaguely, vaguely looks like each other. 
not a chance. Uh, M M85 says the first Tim Allen Santa Claus is, is a classic. Yeah, absolutely. I watched that one last year. That mm-hmm. one was, that, that one's good. Had Tim Allen in it. It's always, it's always going to be a winner for me when it has Tim Allen in it. Right. So bad Santa too. Jeremy says new Christmas classic. Is that what you're saying? I don't know that I'd go there, but it's, I mean, it's close. It's, it's one I would watch again. Which is very rare with these. I think. I mean, we've been doing this for two years. We're halfway through this year's. Obviously, did the twelve last year. I think we. I've had five movies I'd ever watch again under any circumstances. Right. Okay. All right. We're going to come up with uh, tonight's Christmas movie. Chime in in the comments. Whatever you think that it should be. The Sportocracy.com. Click on the live video link and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can get in the chat as well and weigh in. And I, and I feel uh, Curtis Davis, one of our, our uh, uh, the, one of our great Charger fan, I believe, uh, fans that, mm-hmm. that we just love. He's fantastic. He's in the comments constantly. Uh, said it was sad that I couldn't entertain the, I couldn't enjoy the magic of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Look, uh, for for those of you that have not been around since the very beginning of this show, I cannot disassociate reality. It's just one of those things I can't do. So, like, you know, magical things, and I just, I can't. I sit around and listen to true crime podcasts and watch sports all day. I don't have, that imagination thing has always eluded me. Just funny, because I'm a reasonably creative guy. Mm -hmm. That's always blown my wife's mind. Like, how can you be that creative and you can't get into imagination things? I don't know. I I have limited free time. I I, I like things that are grounded in reality. I've met very few people that ha- that are like as big like fans of f- like sports or anything as much as you are, but can't can't pour yourself into a, something that's fictional. That's one of the things that has always baffled me because to me, part of being a fan is believing in the magic of your sport and believing in the magic of your team and things like mojo and all of that all of those un, those, those uh intangibles that we talk about in sports all the time it's I, all part of it but i'm a jets fan there's no magic with the jets <laughs> it's just it's it's like I mean, it's I a lump of coal in your stocking every august and you just do it over and over and over again. I feel sorry for you. Nah, that's I fine. really do. That's I got, I got a cool life. You got. You, <laughs> you shouldn't feel too bad for me. But. <laughs> this is this is true too. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, time for some weird news. Jeremy, you got one handy? Hit me with it. I do. Uh, one of my favorite lines is when you hear hoofbeats, you should assume horses, not zebras. That's a good one. In Upper Marlboro, Maryland for the last few months, that has not actually been true. Two zebras running loose since escaping a Maryland farm about four months ago have been caught. Prince George's County Animal Services and the U.S. Department of Agriculture were not involved in the capture, but were told Monday that the animals returned to their herd last week. Wait a minute. (laughs) 
Let me see if I understand this correct. That's one of the most confusing two-paragraph opens I've ever read in my life. So somebody in Maryland has a herd of zebras. Why? But why do you have a herd of zebras? I mean, do they do they have zebra milk? I've never seen that at Ingles ever. Yeah, I understand. No. So, like last night, you know, we have our our company Christmas party. It's at Taylor Ranch, lovely wedding venue, perfect place to get married if you want to get married in Nashville. They have Longhorn steer. Mm-hmm. I completely understand why you do that. I do not understand a herd of zebra. That's like a herd of squirrels. I don't understand why you have. What do they do? Do, do you sell tickets and let children ride them? My bigger question is. What in the world did a zebra do in Maryland for four months, and how could you not find it? Mm-hmm. That would be like the worst Where's Waldo puzzle ever. <laughs> hey, what what is that black and white striped horse doing? Uh, that's not a horse. It looks like a horse. It doesn't sound like a horse. No, it it looks like zebras. Are it weird. looks like the logo from Fruit Stripe Gum. Zebra. Zebra. <laughs> I, should, I will never understand people and their weird pets. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my pet ocelot. First of all, what is an ocelot? I was getting ready Second to say. All, why do you have one? Off the top of your head, do you even know what an ocelot Not is? Not even a clue. It could be a <laughs> unicorn for all I know. I think it's like a gazelle. I know it's actually an animal. I'm pretty sure it's. it, it looks like a gazelle. I think Tiger King broke my brain. The, the Doc Antle guy that just rides around on elephants. Oh, yeah. And now I feel like there's one of those in virtually every community in, in North America. I mean, surely to God, the only one is not living in Myrtle Beach. Setting up, you know what? Now that I've said that out loud, it plays. If you told me there was one place that there was a random guy that was riding elephants, I would. Why, where is that and why is it Myrtle Beach, South Carolina? Oh, by the way, I was way off. An ocelot is not is not a gazelle <laughs> by any stretch. Of the way. It's a cat. It? <laughs> it's like a leopard. Uh, it's an ocelot. Indeed. Mm-hmm. You, know, you learn something new every day. That you do. That you do. Uh, I have an animal story as well. And everybody got crazy for this this one little cute little furry critter that lives up in Maine last week. He, he took the world by storm on social media. And I just have to mention it because he's got the funniest name. They have nicknamed him in the community. First off... This squirrel is the largest squirrel I have ever seen in my entire life. A silent killer's in the sky. He has to weigh, I'm going to say, at least 10 pounds. Still terrifying. <laughs> but the people of the community uh, of uh, Dummerescotta, Maine, have named him now Fatty McFatterson. It is the largest squirrel you will ever see in your life. Just search Fatty McFatterson online. It is the first thing that will come up. And also, that was funny because my wife does this. My my wife, like, will talk about things and dummy McDummerson. And, you, like, I thought that was a Andy thing. It wasn't until I heard this story that I went, oh, other people use those as well. Fatty McFatterson. There is no official weight on him because, surprisingly enough, nobody can catch him. 
Like, I thought, I, I thought that'd be the one thing that you could do is give me an accurate weight on this sucker. There's no way he could flee from you. I mean, squirrels are very hard to catch, but I got to imagine one that looks like a bowling ball probably isn't going to be too hard to catch. Why, but why would you want to catch it? Because I want to know. Because I want to know if this squirrel. is the first squirrel ever to be over 15 pounds. It's a terrifying little squirrel. It's not terrifying at all. All right. I, I have to tell this. I was between two stories and, you know, just. We, we, we've oh, got, okay. we got a couple minutes. Okay. Kraft is offering to pony up $20 per person for dessert supplies to help customers who are unable to make cheesecake due to shortages of Philadelphia cream cheese. Okay. They have a website. I'll share it on Twitter. It, the portal opens tomorrow. The first 18,000 people that say they were disappointed at Thanksgiving because they couldn't make cream or uh, cheesecake. They'll send you 20 bucks. So was there like a giant shortage Apparently. of cream cheese? Apparently. Oh. And I, that's another, just add that to the list of toilet paper and a slew of other things that we've had a shortage of that does not make sense to me. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> what can you say? At Sports Tank ESP. <laughs> Dude, do we have a sticker for that shelf too? <laughs> I did that. <laughs> there is no out. cream cheese. Why would there be? I, I don't understand that. I mean, I guess it's got to do with all the trucking stuff and the, you know. It's hard to get shipments of things. I mean, cream cheese is wonderful. Of course it is. I don't understand why there would be a shortage other than that. I can't help you out on I that. Just, on people that sitting around really liking everything bagels during the coronavirus. Hey, maybe, you know what? I know what it is. Joe Rogan told him that's how you beat coronavirus. Oh. And people, ah, I love Joe Rogan. How did that we was, go from bleach to cream cheese? I, I love Joe Rogan. That was not a shot in any way. That was 100% a shot. It wasn't meant to be. (laughs) I think that was 100% a shot. I absolutely love Joe Rogan. Okay. Doing doing what we do, there's only a handful of people whose content I consume on a pseudo-regular basis. He's one of them. Mm -hmm. This is a smart cat. Most Mm. of the time. Most of the time. I, I like Joe. And I love the news radio. Oh, it's a great show. It's one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Top five most underrated sitcoms of all time. With Phil Hartman, Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. The little squirrely guy, Dave Foley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot he was even in that. Mm -hmm. And Steven Root, who played the boss. Yeah, he's good in everything. Yeah, he's good in everything he's in. He was also the, uh, the, the blind music producer in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes, he was. He was indeed. Just because I don't watch movies doesn't mean I don't like, okay? No things. No stuff. (laughs) Just because I can't believe in the magic of cinema doesn't mean that I don't watch any movies. I I only watch the ones that are kind of believable. I I think there are great movies out there. Just not necessarily the same ones that anybody else does. Office Space, fantastic. Yeah, very funny movie. Clerks, wonderful. Less funny you stop it it's less funny than office space nope i can't agree with you on that i can't and i loved them both <laughs> i'm not saying i hated it or anything i'm saying thought office space was funnier than clerks maybe that's just just me uh thursday night football tonight you got the kansas city chiefs and the los angeles chargers what do you expect to see from this game a lot of points. 
a lot of points. I would agree with that. If you could pick an underrated standout star of this game, who would you put your money on? Derek Gore. Oh, you stole mine! I was looking at this game the other day going, you know what? Something tells me that Derek Gore is going to claim the title to this running back spot from Clyde Edwards-Alaire tonight. And it's entirely possible. The the Los Angeles Chargers are one of the worst teams against the run in the entire NFL. Yeah, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not good. No. And we tried to, I mean, nobody's going to listen to us because we're just, you know, we're just two fat guys on a radio show or at that time live on Facebook talking about the NFL draft. Ah, how far we've come. Oh, I know. From that disjointed everybody gather in front of Jeremy's uh, laptop in his office to now having all the 4K cameras in our own studio and it's much better this way. But yeah, I hurt my hand smacking the desk so hard when they drafted Clyde Edwards Alaire because you knew it was just not going to be good. The guy never struck you in college or never struck me in college as being a guy who could be a next level back in the NFL. Now, what's funny is if you could combine Derek Gore and Clyde Edwards Alaire into one person uh-huh. and take the best of both of them. They'd be the greatest running back that ever lived. So you give Derek Gore, he's got the ability to run between the tackles, mm-hmm. and Clyde Receiving Edwards-Alaire has the of, hands. Yeah, because yeah. Derek Gore does not have that. Mm-hmm. He also can't block to save his life, which is why he doesn't play any more than he does. Right. But against this team, I could very easily see them leaning on Derek. Some combination of Derek Gore, Edwards-Alaire, Derek McKinnon, Boo. Uh, <laughs> that's all you got Jarek mckinnon austin eckler looks like he's gonna play tonight so that's good news for the los angeles chargers um i'm waiting to hear the plethora of coronavirus related things that will crop up with this game this is starting to get out of control again well i mean now that's... we've get now we've got teams that heck the, the was it the washington football teams now up to 21 guys mm-hmm. that are on their coronavirus list people are talking about it again should we shut it all down no and this is man it's so predictable but it's not where i thought we would be two years after the fact no i'm I, I can't even talk about it because I'll say something. Oh, that- I know. I, and, and I don't necessarily want to. I'm just, it would be irresponsible if we ignored what was going on around the league with coronavirus breakouts, not only in the NFL, but in the NBA, college basketball. There have been, there have been games that have been canceled. The Chicago Bulls are hoping to be able to start practices back up next week. <sighs> wait, wait, wait. So what you're telling me, is during cold and flu season, people are getting a virus that falls into the same level as that at a higher rate. Wow. It's just mind-blowing, isn't it? Like Jeremy trying to tell us that Bad Santa 2 is a Christmas classic. I didn't say it was a Christmas (laughs) classic. I just said it was good. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Again, that... That's what a lie sounds like, ladies and gentlemen. 
What, that it was good? Yeah. 100% and good. And we all know it. You don't know. You don't have any idea. You've never seen it. Didn't need to. That's one of those I didn't need to see it to know it was horrible. Yeah, secret time. I didn't need to see the first 24 minutes of uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas, Christmas to know it was terrible. <laughs> uh, I agree with you. I think uh, I think Derek Gore uh, could be the unsung hero of this game tonight. I, I, I think this is going to be a fun game. I think you're going to see a lot of points. Uh, th- this will be a true mark of is the Kansas City defense as improved as we thought, or have they been very lucky? But are you going to give them? Are you going to give them credit? Will you give them credit for being able to force turnovers against the Los Angeles Chargers, or will it be another case of just, well, this was you know, Los Angeles came out and they just didn't look sharp tonight? I've given them credit anyway. They were two in my power rankings. I mean, how much more credit do you want me to give them? I mean, the defense is markedly improved. This is what Steve Spagnuolo does. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I think it's gotten to good. I think that that defense could actually be argued to be good. I mean, they're creating so many turnovers, you can't argue with that. And those are cyclical. I want to see them come out and just be able to shut, not shut down. You're not going to shut down Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. I mean, Baltimore did, but not it not be a turnover thing. It's just a legitimately hat on a hat. We stopped you. Right. This is a team that doesn't run the ball well. They're very one dimensional. So we'll see. Yep. I think it's going to be an entertaining game, which is markedly more than I can say for virtually every Thursday night football game we've had. <laughs> we have we have had a lot of stinkers. It's finally good to have one game that we have two contenders going up against each other, and and it matters a lot for both of them. I mean, Los Angeles, they need to win as many as they can. And Kansas City Chiefs are trying to wrestle the number one spot away in the AFC from the uh, New England Patriots, which I think they'll catch them. I do too. I think they will eventually surpass them. Kansas City ends up being the number one seed in the AFC. And Los Angeles is a solid playoff team. We should have a heck of a matchup tonight. But would would that be the weird thing? Everybody talks about uh, there's something weird going to happen on Thursday night football because it always does. Would Derek Gore running for 150 yards be the the weird thing that happened in this Thursday night game? Oh, that would be bizarre. But I do think you're going to see a run heavier approach. You want to take away the turnovers, the the turnover issues from Pat Mahomes? uh, Attack them where they're brutally bad. Mm -hmm. Stop the run. And more Josh Gordon. I do still see him being that secondary. I just can't trust Byron Pringle or Mecole Hardman. I mean, it's fantastic that you can run really fast in a straight line. Mm -hmm. I would love to see you run a discernible route one time. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Josh Gordon can do that. Yep. All right. Tonight, Thursday night football, Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, You want to you want to give your pick again? for this one in case they missed green on green earlier i am taking the kansas city chiefs minus the three over the 54 i'm gonna be right with it right there with you kansas city minus the three should be a fun one real estate isn't about properties it's about people i'm clarissa marshall with exp realty your native realtor serving all of western north carolina 
I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer tap room on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, a place in order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com. Dirty perky shark of back flat. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. Let the hate flow through you. We have spent a lot of this show, especially the beginning of it, talking about the fiasco that was yesterday's National Signing Day. Well, there's one story that kind of encapsulates why I'm so angry about this in a nice little package. Maybe you heard the name yesterday, Jay Sean Barham. He's a four-star linebacker that was committed to South Carolina. Shane Beamer came out yesterday and said there was something very strange about his commitment. Mm -hmm. Because he committed to South Carolina not long ago and flipped yesterday to Maryland. Mr. Beamer, who is the head coach at South Carolina, said you'd have to ask the young man that you're referring to if you want to know what happened. I know I can't say that it's a surprise. When this particular young man committed on Saturday, about 10 minutes later, I got a phone call from somebody in the know up there that said, just so you know, it's all part of the plan. He's going to flip on Wednesday and go to Maryland. This kid literally committed to South Carolina with the intention of being one of the players we talked about for flipping on signing day. No, That's the problem. This has all become a social media show. Because we live in a society where we have a slew of people that have never been told no, or your TikTok views and your likes on Facebook are not the most important thing in the world. These are people's jobs and people's livelihoods, and nobody seems to care. That is what drives me absolutely crazy. And when I find out that there was a kid that committed to a school just solely with the intention of, oh, I'm going to be one of those that trends on Twitter because they flipped me on signing day. Your whole system is irrevocably broken. How do you fix it? I don't know. I'm not paid to figure that out. That's not my job. But I'm telling you, NCAA, this is getting worse every year. It's getting worse by the hour. It's getting worse by the day. And if you don't do something to intervene here, you're going to lose a ton of talent from the coaching ranks. You're going to continue to be a bit of a joke because this transfer portal thing has 100% become a joke. Oh, just go wherever. If you don't like it, you go somewhere else. There's no punishment. And I tried to tell you this was coming. Mm -hmm. I've told you this. I've been doing this show for four years, almost four years. I have been saying this since the first time I came on these airways. Yes, you have. And I'm going to keep saying it until you see exactly what it is that I'm seeing. This cannot maintain. Because in this social media age, the most important thing is your likes and your views and your TikTok and your Instagram and all of those things. And the team concept has gone out the window. Mm -hmm. 
It started with players opting out of the bowl games. Then we got into the transfer portal. Then we got into all the other things. And frankly, I don't know what's next. And I'm pretty sure that I don't want to. I'm mad. It's because it's all about the brand. It's all about the individual brand and not the school brand. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. The brand used to be the school. I want to be part of the Ohio State University or the next Golden Domer or Boomer Schooner or whatever it was. That used to be a thing. Now it's not. I want all the Facebook likes and all the Instagram likes and all the little heart emojis and the thumbs up. Yep. Because that's what trends. People like people like surprise endings. You know, I've been going through this with my kids. Like, my kids are, are, are getting into telling jokes. They really like telling jokes. But they really like making up jokes that make no sense. And I keep trying to tell them, like, guys, if you're going to tell me a knock-knock joke, like the ending can't be like, knock-knock, uh, who's there, butthead, butthead who, uh, butthead hit you in the face. Like, that's not funny. It has to have a catchy surprise ending. But that's what the kids are after now. And so that's what this kid was all about. How can I make some news? I, you can't guard against that because that's the way society works today. That's the way the social media sphere works. I don't know how you're going to fix it. Oh, you can 100% fix it. Yeah, of course you can. Consequences. Mm. Pay them, make them sign contracts, and then you got them legally. That's the way you fix this thing. Because you're not going back. Once that bunny has come out of the box, it ain't going back in. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville, we will see you back here tomorrow at 3. We'll be playing Beat the Chief. And yeah. Oh, and again, we'll see if we can keep the streak going.